Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so glad you could join us this morning. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for another opportunity to come before you as dear children, Lord, that we are able to receive what we need from you, God, and that we're able to walk holy before you, Lord, that we're able to do all that you called us to do, Lord. And we thank you for this opportunity to share with others the things that you've disclosed to us, Lord, for our growth and edification. So we thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus amen. almighty name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us as we get into the Word, continuing our study of the book of Hebrews. We are in chapter 5 and continuing with verses 1 through 11. So if you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, we'd just like to encourage you to pause the episode this time. Just take a moment and go read that section of Scripture just to assist in you're following along with the discussion. Amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. And now, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, LaCharles. Well, the first thing that the Lord wanted me to share was that we see here inside of verse 2 where... Um, the Holy Spirit through Paul is talking about how a natural high priest could sympathize with the people because of flesh, because they were just like them. But I like to compare that to what we just read inside of chapter 4. I know this is slightly going back, but we see here that Jesus, though he was without sin, which he's describing here, that um, they had to offer sacrifices for themselves. That's what he gets at in verse 3, I believe. Because of this, he's required us for the people, so also for himself to offer sacrifices for sin. But we have to understand here that what the Lord is more so getting at is that Jesus was able to understand all these things without actually uh, sinning like us as humans. And the Lord was reminding me that once we understand that, that the Lord does understand what we're going through and is more understanding than a human. I know for myself, there's some people, they just don't understand what's going on with me. It makes me slightly mad when they try to do something and they are misjudged inside of it but what we see here is that the lord already understands all things he is god and he knows everything that's going to occur and has occurred already he knows all that and so we have to trust inside of him and that's something that we have to understand it wasn't about the flesh and this is something that he's also getting at it was the holy spirit working through them that's when he brought up aaron where he said that he was chosen by God. It wasn't because Aaron was so much better and that he deserved to be high priest compared to everybody else. Mm-hmm. As we see, he was the one who made the golden calves mm-hmm. when Moses went up to the mountain. Mm-hmm. But it was because the Lord chose him so he could use him. It was because the Lord was using him that he should be, uh, not should be, but that he was esteemed. Same is true for Moses. It wasn't because he was so much better. As we also see in Exodus, he killed a man before they had to go flee in the wilderness for 40 years. It was because the Lord was using them to accomplish his will. 
that's mm-hmm. the only reason that they're able to do so is not because that they're humans or they're so much better or so special which is the opposite of jesus jesus was special because that's who he is meaning that he listened to god the father yet he was god himself meaning that it wasn't a human flesh having the power of god work through um in the case of jesus he was god working with god to accomplish what god wanted if that made sense <laughs> it does make sense absolutely you know what's something that's interesting about the lord um when he talks to us about um righteousness and the grace of god through the new testament he makes it clear that no one has earned that from him it's a gift that's bestowed. It's not owed to them because they've worked for it or anything of that nature. However, Christ did. Yes. He earned it with his perfect life and perfect obedience and perfect sacrifice and following the Lord in everything and not straying or failing to complete one jot and tittle. He's the only one who is entitled to it, to be honored by God because he met the standard that God set for him. So keeping that in mind, and also as you were talking about um, the, the human nature, which is funny because when it talks about um, the natural high priest could have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray um, because he himself is also subject to weakness, the sin nature actually makes people resistant to that. Most people, knowing they're full of sin, will still look over and go, you sin and you should die, right? <laughs> the Lord talks yes, about that through yes. the Gospels, right? He's, he who was without sin cast the first stone, and everybody had to drop their stones from the oldest to the youngest and walk away because they had sin, but they were so ready to put to death the woman that they were committing a sin to find her in adultery, because how did you know she was in there, right? <laughs> you were watching something you should not have been watching. And they forgot to bring equal justice because they let the man that she was committing adultery with go unscathed. He might have been in the crowd holding a rock for all so there we was know. partiality? <laughs> so exactly. Mm. So they were unjust judges, and they themselves were in the, in the very act of breaking the law of Moses and the law of God. But yet they were willing to put to death someone else because that person wasn't perfect. And the Lord said um, in another place, uh, get the log or the plank out of your own eye before you get the speck mm-hmm. out of your neighbors or your brothers, which that creates a huge comparison when he says, you got a log. Think about that. You got a telephone pole poking out of your eyeball of sin. You it's got a, so much a tree. sin. There's, it's there's a, a tree. <laughs> you want to put that to scale, right? Exactly. I mean. And it's so thick around in diameter and so big and so long and obscuring your entire view. But then you noticed that your neighbor has a speck of dust. They have got one sin in their their life, and you're trying to just chop their head off about it. I'm being um, facetious there, but you're you're ready to literally kill them over one sin they've committed, while you totally ignored the thousands of others that you're committing yourself because you want to be just. So, I for me, this is a bit of the um, the some some humor, if you will, but seeing in Christ God going. You know, I know you're going to try to make this complaint later that I don't understand what you're going through. I don't understand how hard it is to be a human. So I'm going to go ahead and take care of that for you. Right. So no one can make that complaint against God. God, you don't understand. And he's like, "Uh, actually, I do. Right. Yes. And to the nth degree, a capacity that they we don't even understand what it means to be a human 
like the Lord does. Amen. So um, this is absolutely referring to and highlighting the quality, the value, the omnipotence of God in this and the complete mercy and compassion that he has for us to go. I know what your complaints are going to be because I know everything, right? God knows everything. And he's like, I know what you're going to say. So before you say it, I've already provided the answer. So now you can't say that anymore. Now you have nothing but a clear pathway to get to, to God. So I just want to throw that in there that the sinful folks are the least compassionate to other people. <laughs> so, um, definitely no tolerance. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Not in the slightest. Absolutely. So that's all I wanted to say about that. So someone else can go ahead. Or you can continue with Charles. Yes, I will continue. Thank you, Mommy. Um, so what, as you were speaking, Mommy, the Lord was reminding me if we look inside of John, I'll read inside of chapter 11. I'll just read verse 50. Uh, actually, no, I'll go up to 49. And one of them, Cephas, being high priest that year, said to them, you know nothing at all, nor do you consider that as ex- expedient for us that one expedient expedient sorry Mm -hmm. for us that one man should die for the people and not the whole nation not that the whole nation should perish now this he did not say on his own authority but being high priest that year he prophesied that jesus would die for the nation and the lord is reminding me that what we also see here is that as he brought up aaron was no better than those who were around him essentially he was just as wicked as they were but what the lord does He's not looking at that to qualify, but he's looking at the heart behind it. Are you willing, at least a little willing, to be used by the Lord? And that's something that's very important. We see here that the Pharisees were the most, uh, the staunchest resistors to the things of God inside mm-hmm. of the Gospels. They had, they wanted absolutely nothing to do with what the Lord wanted. Mm-hmm. But we also see here that he's, the Lord is looking for a vessel that's open. You may not actively know it. As mm-hmm. we discover in our study of the book of Acts, you may not be willingly doing so, but we still have to give the Lord something to work with, which is ex- um, expressed here that Jesus is the high priest who was willing. Mm-hmm. I mean, was Aaron was not um, in the sense that he was chosen. He had to be called first, but the Lord essentially volunteered to be our high priest. He wasn't forced into it, but he volunteered willingly to be the high priest for us as humans. We see that continue throughout um, the rest of the Bible beforehand, before Jesus, that all these people, they were chosen by God, meaning that the Lord called them out of, they didn't um, come and volunteer themselves themselves. to fulfill that call. Hmm. Yes, they had to be chosen from a specific line. But we see here that Christ was not doing that. And that's something very important. Also, when we go back to the example, Melchizedek, it never said that God called him. In that regard, meaning that he said, you're going to be my high priest in the regard that you're going to do this, whether you like it or not. He didn't do that for Aaron, but it says that he was a high priest of God and he mm-hmm. understood and demonstrated the nature of God inside of that. And I know we'll get that get to that a bit later inside of Hebrews, but it's a willingness that truly distinguishes between it like a servant. A servant doesn't may, may not necessarily want to go build a house. But the person who wants to would do it willingly. I know for myself and my own experiences that there, there's times I don't necessarily want to do it, but I have to. Mm-hmm. And there's times, and it's a different quality of work when I want to go do it. And that's what we see here that's drawn out, that the Lord is a better high priest because he actually wanted to do this. This Amen. was in his heart the whole time. God didn't have to, the Father, I'll put it that way, 
the heavenly father did not have to convince Jesus to cooperate with him, whereas he did have to convince Moses. Yes. He had to help him get over his own, you know, insufficiencies Uh or his mindset about himself. Aaron, he had to help him out as well. And Jesus, I understand that. I, I understand him being a willing participant and God didn't have to convince him to come and to suffer and to die. And even in the garden where he subdued his own physical body, that it wasn't doing anything wrong. It was actually functioning the way that the the Lord created it to function, to maintain self-preservation. But even there, he subdued his own body and his own emotions willingly so that he could serve the Lord. God didn't have to go, you better get yourself together, son. Like he has to tell me sometimes, you better get yourself together, girl. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, Jesus. All right, the Lord has to correct me and tell me to fix my attitude at times. He Amen. shouldn't, and I'm working on that, but the case still remains that he has had to tell me that in my lifetime. So therefore, it's not if on the same If he had to say level. it one time, that's, that's, right. that's already too many. Amen to that. Amen to that. So I understand. I'm not saying that condemning anyone because it's the same for me here. Amen. Right? I am not perfect. I am far from it. Thank God I have his Despite grace Despite what and your mercy. parents say. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Amen. Well, thankfully, our great high priest is willing to do. He's willing to do that. And, you know, when, if you think about this, when someone has in the natural, they have been gracious to you and done you a favor. So like siblings, for example, when you let your your sibling borrow your pencil or you give them some of your paper out of your notebook, you're like, okay. All right. After they ask for it. But the second and third time they come, you start going and, you, you know, getting crazy eyes and you start wondering, where's the your latitude? paper? Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Don't point at everybody else, Layla. I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, my I, I'm, you know, human nature is what it is. After time, we start going, well, where's your paper? Didn't you get a pencil? What are you doing with your money? Didn't you go to the student store? I went to the right. And we start getting tired of people coming to us and asking for help or whatever it is. But our Lord doesn't get tired of us. Now, he will say, if he's already given you something, please use what he ha- what he's given you, right? He asked the disciples, where's your faith? Because they didn't want to use what they mm-hmm. had been given. But when we come to him and um, come boldly before the throne of grace, uh, which we read in chapter four, he doesn't get tired of us approaching him to ask for help. Now, again, he doesn't want us to be unresponsive to what he's already said and done. He doesn't want us to go, I don't like the answer you gave me, God. Give me something else. He's not interested in that. But when we come to him and it's just genuine and we're asking him and we need him and we rely on him, we're trusting him. He never gets tired of that. He doesn't go, can't you do it yourself by now? No, it's quite the opposite. He's like, are you done trying to do it by yourself? Come and drink. Come and receive from him. Yes. And mommy, as you said, the Lord expects us to come to him. And actually, it's a pleasure that we come to the Lord instead of trying Mm -hmm. to do it ourselves. Amen. Which flows nicely into what the Lord was talking, speaking to me about. And (laughs) the Lord was reminding me of how the Lord expects us to come to him for everything. And when we come to him, not come from a place of, oh, Lord, I don't need. As in, I don't need this, I'm not worthy. But while we are not worthy, expecting that the Lord will give us whatever we ask for. And because we have the expectation, whenever whatever God gives us the first time, we accept it. 
And I should like to bring, I would like to bring us to James, sorry, James 1, verse 6 through 8. And it says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. The same applies for us. If we're not willing to ask the Lord for mercy or grace, then the Lord won't be able to give it to us. And mm-hmm. Charles, as you mentioned, that the Lord, well, you didn't say this directly, but the Lord went through everything that we went through, as in he was tempted in all ways as a man. Yet, and he was yes. actually flesh. Yet without sin. Don't forget that part. Yes, Mommy? Amen. Uh, yes, and how because he went through everything as a man, we have a faithful high priest in him. And if we don't have faith inside of what the Lord's done for us, then we can't actually move in him. Mm-hmm. Then I should like I would like to bring us to Psalms twenty yes, Psalms twenty two uh verses one through two, then skipping down from to fourteen through eight sorry, through twenty one. And this is My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the gro- from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry out in the daytime, but you do not hear. In the night season, and am and am not silent. Then skipping down, I am pulled out like I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax; it is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, potsherd, and my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death, for dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild ox. Amen. And we'll stop there. As we can see here, because the Lord has gone through everything that we've got, sorry, hasn't gone through, he was tested and found perfect inside of everything. The Lord is able to atone for us and give us everything that we need in the moment and before we need it. Mm-hmm. Then coming back to Hebrews. Let me flip there. And we've, We've been reading in Hebrews about how the Lord should be, is making atonement for us. In order for the Lord to make atonement for us, we first have to accept it. If we're unwilling to accept it, there's no point to it, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Amen. So he has, well, so let's, let's put that in proper framework. He has already provided mm-hmm. atonement for us. We have to receive it individually, what he's already did. Because unless we personally receive it and grab a hold of it with our faith, we won't be able to experience any of the, any of the benefits for it. Amen. So, for example, Christ died one time for all humans and humanity, for all sin. He's not making a separate trip to die for your sin because it's um, 
Tuesday at 10 o'clock and you need help today, he's not going to go back through the suffering and the crucifixion again and go to hell and then three days later get up so that your one sin at this moment is going to be taken care of. He did it. And what you have to do is go, okay, I know what you did. I believe that you did this for me. I received the aid that you provided. God, I'm sorry for my sin. Lord, forgive me. I receive your forgiveness and then keep moving forward. You have to apply what he did. Same with receiving initial salvation. You must come to him. He already died on the cross. He's not dying on the cross ever again. He's already done that. He's already been resurrected. He's not going to do that ever again. The next time he comes, he's coming in a whole different phase of his (laughs) ministry, right? Yes. And you have to go, okay, you already died. Send provision to Remove my sins is already available. Lord, be my Lord. Right? Yes. Yes. Otherwise, although Christ has already suffered and died and been raised again, if you never say, Lord, be my Lord and forgive me of my sins, you will die in your sin. You, the proverbial whomever, and go to Sheol. Right? And that, yes, even though it was there the entire time for you to partake of and receive forgiveness and be able to go to heaven. You will still go to Sheol if you don't by faith grab a hold of, take hold of what the Lord already did for you. And that the same applies with provision, healing, all of that stuff. Anything that pertains to life and godliness, if you don't receive it by faith, you will be without it because Christ is not making special trips. And everything that you needed was included in his suffering, his crucifixion, and his being raised from the dead. Amen. And mm-hmm. and then you have to go beyond just the receiving, just the prayer aspect of, Lord, I'm making you my Lord. If he's truly your God and you're truly his, his child, his son or daughter of the Most High God, right? If he's truly your Heavenly Father, then you will be obedient to him, which is what it says in verse 9, right? Having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation, to all who obey him. Amen. The obedience first starts with acknowledging who he is in your life. He's your God, or he desires to be your God. Mm-hmm. He is the true and living God, but he desires to be God to you. And in that structure is that you're his child and he's your father. Mm-hmm. And then moving forward, now there comes the obedience factor. So there's a progression. And let's keep progressing towards and in Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. So let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for being our Lord. And I just thank you for giving us atonement, Lord, and dying on the cross, Lord, providing for our every needs before we have need of it, Lord. And Lord, <coughs> I also just thank you for Showing us things to come, Lord, and showing your path and plan for our lives, Lord, so that we may walk in it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.
Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.